Welcome to the Super Hot Bad Guy Podcast, the place where we usually talk about the bad guys and gals from films and TV and discuss why we find them so sexy. But today we are having a mini-sode. Um, or a special episode, I guess? A special sode? I think we're special. I have two guests here today because um, they're filling in for Natasha and Eric. Part of why this episode is so special sode. Um, the other reason is we're not talking about films or TV, we're talking about video games. So we have with us Alice Espada and Anna Govender. And um, let's, I guess, start with how I found you. Yeah. June and July, now we're into July, has been so busy for uh, Eric, Natasha, and I that um, we, <laughs> we're supposed to be doing... Pinhead from the Hellraiser series, and they are both in the midst of moving to new households. Um, they are dating and going to wild parties, uh, as am I. But I met Alice at Pride Weekend yeah. Seattle at a cosplay. Yeah, the ray gun. What What was it? It was a cosplay like contest and yeah, party? it was a cosplay pride party. So the whole idea was like, get together, show your pride via cosplay. Okay. Um, so I had never done anything like this before. And my friend Tadashi invited me. I didn't know what to wear because <laughs> I've never cosplayed. And I am really into reanimator. So I cosplayed as Herbert West. And I had cute little glasses, and I put my hair in a ponytail, and I was very prideful because I feel like Herbert, he must be, if he is straight, then he must be asexual, but I feel like he could be pansexual, asexual, or bisexual, asexual, but he's got to be one of those. So that's what I chose, and Alice, you were I was, yeah, I was gender-bent Tony Stark, so Tony with an I. And you had pigtails. Yeah, I had cute little pigtails and my my glowy arc reactor and my short shorts, and it was so comfy, because none of my cosplay ever have pockets. And then you competed in the contest. Yeah, yeah, I was, um, and it was really fun. Like, I'd actually never done a contest before. And then, but you were not there that, that night, Anna? I was not. I was in Vancouver. Okay. But I think I saw pictures of you recently where you do, you have cosplayed, like, you did a couple days ago. I do uh, Scarlet Witch is one of my most, the ones I do the most. And that was on the 4th of July? No, no. she no? wasn't there. That was me. So. Oh, that was you? Yeah, I did Tony Stark again, but I did it with, like... Wait, I, she doesn't do Scarlet Witch, but it was yeah. also red, so it's similar looking. But I, See what I mean about getting people confused? <laughs> I just met a whole group of new people um, from that weekend. So, And I have face blindness. And I'm bad with names. So, wow. And a lot of I, I don't know a lot of girls. Uh-huh. So I met all of these girls. And I'm trying to like fit them into these boxes where yeah. they belong. It's like a game. It is like a game. <laughs> um, so I apologize that we are not doing Pinhead today. My month, since I was the least busy out of the three of us, I... Went to one movie premiere, uh, three movie nights, two birthdays, a wedding reception, a graduation, one girls shopping day in museum. Um, I saw John Carpenter live, which I'll probably talk about um, on the upcoming podcast for August. Um, I went to Seattle Crypticon and met some very amazing actors from a lot of great horror films uh, and the Seattle Pride cosplay. Now, specifically today on our mini special sode... (laughs) Uh, I brought you guys on to talk about video games and their villains. Now, 
I'm sure we all realize, because I, I find some attractive too, but we all realize that these are fictional men and women and like genderless creatures that <laughs> people have hand drawn yeah. or have created with computers like like 8-bit, like pixels. 8-bit, mm-hmm. wow. But we find them <laughs> That's some old re- school right good looking there. regardless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm always amazed by how games like from 10, 15 years ago and the graphics are so bad. But, but I'm still in love with them. Yeah, I my list is very short because I know next to nothing about um, video games, but everything is from like Sega Genesis. <laughs> oh, wow. Classic. Come on. My favorite game of all time is still... It's 15 years old at this point now. What is it? Baldur's Gate 2, Shadows of Om. And what uh, what oh, format gosh. was that on? Okay, so it was a PC. And this was back in the day when games came on, like, multiple discs. And it had six CDs to be able to play the whole thing. Wow. And I've heard of that. It's Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. Actually, a lot of the staff who worked on it went on to work on games that we're actually going to talk about today. Almost all of them moved on. I've been following a lot of these writers for about 15 years and loving their villains the whole time. That's cool. Would you say that you like comics and video games more than film and TV? Yeah, I would actually. I think because there's such an interactive element to the game. Definitely. Yeah, it totally sucks me into it. And I've been playing like Dungeons and Dragons since I was a kid. So I've always loved that creative aspect Mm -hmm. of media. So, like, I like film, and I, I like TV, but I don't get into it like I do. What about you, Anna? Games. The same. Uh, my favorite game, the first game I played, actually, which is still my favorite, is called Subterra Core. It came out in 1999. <laughs> and the graphics are abysmal. What but format was that on? PC. Okay, okay. And it's horrendous, but it was, it's what got me into RPGs and MMOs and video games in general. Mm-hmm. It's back when you could just type in words for cheat codes and such, and you'd give you all these extra things. Back when the programmers would build in cheats that you had to figure out. Yeah. How long have you guys been playing video games for? Uh, my whole life. My whole life as yeah. well. I feel yeah. that way. I, I didn't own a system. I, mean, I had Nintendo, and I'm going to be honest, if anybody out there has a crush on a Nintendo villain, maybe you should like tweet at us or something, because <laughs> those are really hard to see. Ganondorf. <laughs> oh, Wait, what? Really? Is that, what um, is that? Uh, from Zelda? The original Zelda, uh, Ganondorf was the the villain for Ocarina of Time. Okay, so Ganondorf <laughs> like in gameplay or Ganondorf on the cover art or something. <laughs> uh, in gameplay. Wow, <laughs> he's not attractive. He's an asshole, but I had such a crush on him. Because they don't even have voices back then; it's just text. I but mean, they, they type up on the nose too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's cute. He's like a... That is not the reaction I would have had. I'm sorry, but his face... I'm a face person. Uh, yeah. And I... I'm not... That's that's new Ganondorf. Oh, that's not as fun. Yeah. They like sex to me. I'm looking at... He lo- He has a very pointy nose originally. <laughs> he. They make him very bulky now. He used to have like a pointy nose and kind of like a downturn Vegeta Chucky from Child's Play type face. And he has green skin. I like Mm -hmm. that his eyebrows go into his hairline. Yeah. That's good. That's That's good to me. Those other ones. He looks more like a, like his father. He looks like his own father in the other ones. (laughs) Oh my. And what game was that? Uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina. (laughs) You are. Yeah. Since this format is so different from our usual uh, podcast format, why don't you guys take turns talking about your number one video game crush, and then we'll move into... Okay. Okay. 
My ultimate favorite. Yeah, let's start with that. So it's going to have to be uh, from a game called Neverwinter Nights 2, which is set in the Forgotten Realms role-playing universe of Dungeons & Dragons. And that's also a PC type Uh, thing? So Dungeons & Dragons is a tabletop system first. Yeah. And then it has, there are kind of various settings you can be in. And the Forgotten Realms setting is one that I've gained in since I was eight. And my brothers were like, we need a healer. And so they shoved a character sheet at me and I sat down with them and started playing. That's so nice. Yeah, let's go with nice. No, well, it sounds nice. I don't have yeah. any siblings, but... Oh, it's it's okay. But I had a great time and I got hooked. So Neverwinter Nights 2 takes place in that same setting that we were gaming in. And I had been gaming in Forgotten Realms for probably about four or five years at that point. And in the beginning, I didn't really get what was going on. I was just... My brothers want to play with me. But as I got really into the lore, I read the novels and the comics and played the games. And eventually I came around to Neverwinter Nights 2. And I started playing that in about 2006. And at the time, this had the slickest of graphics. Like, I remember... <laughs> well, it always, they always do I know, I remember being so impressed and just, like, blown away. The characters were actually dynamic, and they actually synced up the voice acting to the lips for, like, the first time. This was cutting-edge That's technology. That's fat shit. Yeah, no, it was dope. I was, like, super on board with this. Um, I, in previous games, like, by a lot of the developers who worked on this, there were That's a really- yeah. She's showing me a, a uh, Google photo right he's now. He's smoking hot. I love Bishop. He looks like... Where's his shitty spiky armor? I always separate the faces from, like, the body types. But in general, he kind of looks like like an otter or something. Like, there's bears and otters and, like, twinks and stuff. Oh, okay. He, he has that body shape. He looks like... He doesn't even look... I want to say, like, a Backstreet Boy, but he's way more normal than that. At least in the, this he, photo that like you're showing me. He's, like, a Backstreet Boy. He looks like the like. boy that you go to high school with that just kind of, like enjoys trucks but he's not like all like guy about it wow. he just like likes trucks <laughs> that is he's um, not like wearing a backwards hat or anything he no. just there well we here's go. his crappy armor like this is how now he looks more like a backstreet are. boy yeah like a cactus. but he's broody i need to pull up like the description so what's his uh what is this personality what so, made you into him is oh, it just man. his looks he is such a bad boy so i'm gonna read his, he doesn't like, look like a bad boy Oh, oh, you'll see. Um, so back in the day, uh, they would have like files about the characters and they'd have like little blurbs about them that you would read because you did a lot of reading in those. So he was described as with his perpetual shadow of facial hair and rugged physique. Yep. Bishop is rather handsome, even if his demeanor is thoroughly unwelcoming. Late into his twenties, this veteran of the wilderness has scars and burns across his skin. Nobody in their twenties has those things. No one. And yet, constantly on the lookout, sniffing the air and checking what's behind him, Bishop's hands are always on his weapons. Wow. Every time you look over to Bishop... He's looking right back at you. Wow. It's so Wait, sensual. Wait, So this is like his character description um, in the toolkit. So this was like notes that the developers wrote to like that's tell the personality. The character that's description some, in the um, game. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's some suggestive Right? <laughs> yeah. And like, and Bishop is like broody and he's an I can't asshole. believe his name is Bishop. I know, right? How terrible. <laughs> like, he's Bishop and there's a paladin that he'll fight with uh, his affections. In the games, do they do they have like actual voices? They yeah. This was one of okay. the first games where the actual character models, their mouths moved when they talked mm-hmm. in time with the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Like, it was pretty impressive. But Bishop is just like, he's chaotic evil and he's 
like this atheist in a world where like the gods have literally walked the earth. Yeah. They were forced to be mortals. So there's like no denying that the and gods are real. Like, nope. And he's like, I'm good. Nope. I don't believe in any of you. And it comes back to bite him so hard in the ass. But yeah, he's just like, he's kind of a chauvinist. But if you have really high influence with him, he'll like talk about, hey, let's run away together. So weirdly enough, because I don't know that much about games, Mm -hmm. I find myself relating this as if you're talking about like a TV show or a movie. So what is the gameplay? Like, how do you interact with him? So the gameplay is kind of like a, it's a top-down perspective. And the combat is very oriented around you pause, you position characters where they need to be, use their talents, use their feats. It's very much kind of like you're playing D&D, but way faster. I game with Anna, and how long does a battle usually take us to play? At least an hour. No, two hours, at least. Usually one of us is falling asleep. Oh, Pathfinder? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it takes us, uh, if it's a big fight, like two to three hours at least. Because that's... You have to have the the turn, villains or the enemies turn. attack, and then you have to react to it, and then each person takes sometimes five to ten minutes to figure out what they're going to do for their turn. <laughs> yeah. Talking from experience, I'm an asshole where I plan on everything with my turn, so I take at least ten minutes for each oh, turn. Oh, yeah. It's great, though, because we get wonderful moments of her rocket jumping through the air. So, so like, yeah, we play Pathfinder together. Which is D&D. Anna, how do you feel about Bishop? I've never played the game, okay. but he looks like an asshole. Yeah, oh, he looks good. like... Thus you would love well, him. He almost no, doesn't... Good. He looks like the kids I used to go to school he's with that not, were just normal He's dudes. not my cup of tea either, So there's so. like this really... Infamous... He's wearing like battle armor, by the way, but his his whole face is just like... like... He looks like his name should be Nick. <laughs> what <laughs> Nick? He, he's like Nick from Geometry Class. <laughs> that is definitely not Bishop, but... So there was this... But really... that description is nothing... Like that, his <laughs> description... Like you would sell me on the description of him. So here's what I'm going to do. There was this really like infamous fan artist and she has galleries upon galleries of work oh, of wow. her player character with Bishop. Oh my gosh, I love and how she, it's just... like illustrates him like how he's described. Wow. This is straight up um everything is black and white like line um like pencil drawings. Yeah. And it's all shaded with pencil. Yeah, so it actually is... looks visually very striking. It's good. I, her name is Isbjorg, I think. And yeah, so that's Casavir there, the paladin that Bishop will fight for your affections over. It's pretty great. Huh. So I think what actually really draws me to Bishop most and like why I chose him as my favorite is because Neverwinter Nights had a really big modding community. Look at that chest pelt. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a chest pelt, like a a bearskin rug on his chest. I'm just saying. It matches his um. He's a rugged ranger. Okay. So we need the chest pelt? Don't we need a chest pelt? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what draws me to Bishop and, like, why he's so pivotal, I guess, in my love of video game villains is that Neverwinter Nights had a really strong modding community. It was a really easy game to modify, and they actually released a toolkit that was built around the idea of make your own stories. So the developers gave huh. all of the tools to the gamers, and there are, oh my god, so many mods. Like, this game is still probably playable today because say it, of it. Say it slower. So... the na- No, the name of the game? Neverwinter Nights Never Winter Nights. Never Winter Nights. Yeah. Ne- like, never. It's Never Winter oh. Nights, like Never Winter Nights. Yeah, the town that you're mostly playing in uh-huh. is a town called Neverwinter. Okay. And, yeah. So really, it's like one word, Neverwinter? Yeah, Neverwinter and then Nights. Nights. The Nights of Neverwinter. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, 
There are some great names in D and D, like <laughs> blatant ripoffs from like mm-hmm. mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's wonderful. So there was this mod that was released because, and I guess spoiler alerts, but this game is ten years old, so uh, not really. Um, <laughs> um, throughout the game, you're fighting this big bad, the King of Shadows, and you don't know a lot about. Oh, he him. sounds nice. Oh yeah. What does he? Look I think like? you. I think he might be like really into the King, King of, of Shadows. shadows. He's, <laughs> These still my heart, right? <laughs> um, and no matter what you do, if you play good, if you play evil, no matter what, at the very end, Bishop betrays you. That's hot. Yeah. Isn't that like, sad? It, I mean, I guess if you play evil, you effectively side with him and all the other evil, evil characters, and then you kill the rest of your party. So I still count that as, like, betrayal. That's wow. terrible. Yeah, that's pretty um, bad. Oh, where is the King of Shadows? King of Shadows. Yeah. King of Shadows, voiced by... Uh, who's the... <laughs> Here he is. That's the King of Shadows. But... Oh, that's not good. Oh, okay. I like his armor. I was gonna say voiced by that guy from the IT crowd that has the glasses. Oh. Mo- Moss. Moss. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's mostly just like... I'm the Lord of... Ooh, spooky. What was his name? Lord of Shadows? King of Shadows. King of Shadows. I'm yeah. Lord of Shadows. <laughs> I can't even do his voice. Sorry. I'm sorry. Amazing. Uh, so, like, he betrays you, and a lot of us were really upset because you get almost an entire Bishop romance arc. But the developers, <gasps> Obsidian, they do this thing where... So you, in the game, there is a romance with kind of, like, the villainous character? Kind or of. The thing cool. is, they were going to institute a full, like, romance. And then Obsidian, like they always do, they ran out of time. So it got axed. Wow. So there's, like, there's the flirtation, there's the tension, everything except the payoff. And this happened in, I'm like... I'm sorry. Yeah, this happened in, like, a couple of their other games. It happened in, ooh, Forever Bitter. A lot of us were, like, upset. Like, we really loved Bishop. His voice is gravelly and sexy and just, like, life-ruiningly good. Mm-hmm. And the only romance option for women that actually, like, made it into the final game was this boring paladin, Casimir. Lame. Just the worst. <laughs> like, think a 40-year-old tax collector. Ugh. Like, he works for the IRS kind of guy. And Bishop That's a weird like, choice. Yeah, right? Like, um, so the modding community was like, well, we're going to fix this. And they went and they actually got a voice actor who did a really good bishop impersonation. <laughs> and they wrote a whole mod with like extra quests and they implemented it into the game. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it was like the first time in a game as immersive as Neverwinter where I went out and was like, you know what? I don't like what you've done with this story. I'm going to go to the fans who are going to make it better. Interesting. Yeah. And so that was like really awesome. There's probably like fanfiction. Oh, so much fanfiction. It sounds like there would be. Oh, yeah. If yeah. It, if you're in a situation like that as a fan, it sounds like that would be an outlet that people yeah. would go to. You need it. Anna? So my Your name is Anna, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I just met this person. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yo. Anna, who steals your heart so, that you can also interact with video game style? So there's two. Do you want the newest obsession or do you want the oldest obsession? Let's do a little bit of the oldest because that's really important, honestly. And then the newest one as well? Because you're probably more passionate about it. Yeah. So the oldest one is definitely... and. Anyone listening to this, don't judge me. 
It's Kefka. Okay. From one of the Final Fantasy games. I'll, I'll have pictures pulled okay, up. Okay, we're you. pulling up pictures. You guys can do so, that too. <laughs> when it comes to video games and villains. Everybody pull up your phone. I know you might be jogging right now or Kefka. like busy out like like on your so housekeeping it, job, but um, pull up Kefka. My weakness is always the incredibly insane and a little bit effeminate. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he really, his shtick is he destroys, oh he destroys the world for the laughs. Oh my gosh. And there's many. He is like. He's glorious. He's looking like Jared, Jared, Leto. Jared Leto's Joker face, but like he's like an old school like court jester, but with really gaudy like Aladdin, Disney's Aladdin type clothes, but like jester style. Yeah. He's glorious. He, so what game is that? What, um, what? what? Final Fantasy, I believe this one was six. Me right now. Oh my lord. <laughs> this but, is why I wanted to do this podcast, because you guys are supposed to introduce us to these Oh yeah. So, to the thing people. was, back then, they didn't have voice acting in the Final Fantasy games yet, because it was one of the handheld games. Uh-huh. But this was one of the first Final Fantasy games where there was actually some type of voice acting, because when he would make jo- jokes, he, he would laugh at his own jokes. He has, he has powder white skin, like, he powders his skin white, yeah. like a jester. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. So he'd make these terrible, terrible, awful jokes, mm-hmm. and then he'd laugh at his own jokes, and the laugh would transmute to the game, and you'd hear, <laughs> That's so sweet. Like a really terrible, like, there's portions where people are talking about their plans for the future the good guys are, mm-hmm. and at the very end, he pops out, his head pops out, and his music, which, carnival music, it's horrible, but wonderful. And how old were you when you fell in love with this? Oh, I think I was like 11. <laughs> 11 or 12, really young. That's the age. This explains so much about you. So many questions. And his head pops up. You hear his music and his head pops up. And he's like, now I know their plans. And he just goes, <laughs> and he like slink. And when he walked, it was like slow motion. So he'd like slink off. Yeah. And in the end of the game, the best part I loved about him is he actually wins at the halfway through the end, and he destroys the world. Mm-hmm. He kills half of the population of the planet. Well, and he ascends to godhood. Is there pictures? Are you pic- showing me pictures where he was like? Does he That's look when he ascends to like godhood. Eh. Now he that looks good. like oh Michelangelo's. Uh, he looks like Pi Bar- Gar from Barbarella, but purple. <laughs> but I'm all right. I can't unsee that. <laughs> and look at the sash. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the sash. Is this fan art or is this for real? That's fan art of what it, he actually looks like. Uh, this sash is protruding in his mid b- lower midsection, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but I, I almost feel like they accidentally did that. I've, I almost feel like the way they drew it, it's like. They just accidentally puffed it in that area. They were so intent on That's... all of the other details that or they didn't realize. And the light is like. hitting it such a way yeah. that it's a, it's a pink sash, but it's or he's the just light so... is hitting it in such a way that it's actually white because it's so yeah. protruding. Or he's just so happy that he won. <laughs> well, I like the I like the jester. I like the jokey but, Trixie jester. But no, uh, it's wonderful. Oh yeah, that's pretty wonderful. Oh my god, no, no, so, no are you not? No, so, so it's. Uh, Alice votes no on the yeah. We sexy have completely <laughs> different taste. So she loves these effeminate, weirdly dressed 
maniacs. Yeah. I'm so, all right now, with that. In I'm all, all right with it. In yeah. all games and such, usually my favorite villains are the effeminate, like, crazy ones. That's, Who is Ku- the... that's Kuja. He's wearing From... under. He's wearing women's underwear with a yeah. skull on it. Final yep. Fantasy Nine. Why would they do that? That's so that's so weird. And then Final Fantasy X, that's Seymour. I can't believe his name is Seymour. Right. <laughs> okay. But enough of that. Do you want to actually? Hear about no, mine? I'll save mine. You go to yours because I one of mine is actually from Final Fantasy. Oh my so goodness. the the most recent one is from a game a lot of people will know called Dragon Age Inquisition. In this game, the character isn't the villain so far in the beginning. Okay. In the beginning, oh, he's he the villain. Oh, he starts off like... He starts off as one of your companions. Oh, and shit. And he, he helps you out, and he actually, when your stronghold gets attacked, he comes up with this giant new stronghold and takes you there and saves pretty much everyone by bringing, by leading you to this yeah. skyhold, which is a giant castle with a view of the sky. Well named, right? Well, yeah. Sky so, it so, is what it says on the so subtle. Guess where we live. Mm-hmm. I wonder. In a hole. But <laughs> in the sky. You'd think he'd be really awkward because he's a scholar type. He's bald, he's got really high pretty cheekbones and everything, but he's quiet. But surprisingly enough in the game, he's disgustingly smooth with some of his come ons and such when he talks to you and flirts. He's bald and what is his age range? He's an elf. Uh, I love your reaction because that's how I feel does, every time I see him. Does elf mean that he can be like a hundred years old or something? Or uh, I'll, I'll get there for a minute. But <laughs> okay. in the in the game, were like, those actual game pictures you just showed me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he <quality>. looks like <laughs> he looks like if you took your finger and pushed a sharp no- ears on it and a nose. Oh god. I'm so glad I'm not the only one in the Dragon Age fandom who was not Show me about come on, show me a better picture. No, no that's that's no. terrible. It's like reboot but with your finger, the 1990s reboot, the bad What's his name? A Solus. And this is the guy you're into. Okay, that's better. Now he looks like Lee Pace. And the the animation is much better. Is this is he in multiple games? Like it's one game. game. This is the DLC. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to find the, the animation game. is a lot better, yeah, and like, he he has he now looks like a like a bald leaf. Yeah, wow. You know what I'm seeing that's wrong with these photos, except for that one you just showed me. He's looking more like his features are too large for his head, and mm-hmm. it makes. It reminds me of in the second Harry Potter film when Voldemort is on the back of that guy's head underneath the turban. The and his, oh, that's, that's the, the first, first one? Oh, okay. Yeah. And his features are too large for what the back of the head is. And he also has one of those, like, his lips are kind of far away from his nose. Well, and what's <laughs> unfortunate is I'm totally about his concept art. His concept art is really sexy. Wait, that's the same guy? Yeah, he was, like, really dark. He had these beautiful dress. I like this one. Which one? He looks kind of sly in this one. In the other ones, he looks kind of like a meathead, like a generalized, like a meat man. No, and the sly thing works for him because of his character. I'm sorry, we're trying to use descriptors as much as possible. Yeah, some nice cheekbones, like, really beautiful tawny skin, a full head of hair. Yeah, he has, like, a, he has more of, like, a pinkish or, like, a tannish skin. Okay, so now tell me why you like him. What is his personality? What so, does he do? So there's this thing called the fade in the game where it's pretty much where spirits and such and demons go. It's the home of magic, I guess. Yeah, it's basically the metaphysical and we live in the material world. Okay. Yeah. And he's obsessed with it, which for reasons that you don't learn later on, he's utterly obsessed with it, can't help himself. He, When he dreams, he travels to the fade and he's... 
Can anybody and do that, or is no. it just him? Really, Ooh, just that's him. Nice. Well, powerful. And you can. Way. Mages go to the Fade in their dreams, but he can actually. Yeah, he can enter dream states kind of willingly and go and explore, and he has, has a command with, of it, really. Friends with spirits and such. And he's just, he's really smooth. And his voice actor, oh my god. He's got a really, really smooth, like, rich tenor. His voice actor. He speaks in iambic pentameter a lot. What does that mean? Like, Shakespeare. <laughs> oh. Like that, but up, but up, but I can't do it. It's yeah. sexy. So people's, the sound of people's voices and the way they carry their voice and the words that they use can all kind of build up into like a delicious ice cream. (laughs) That's weird to say. I'm sorry. So it's his voice actor. Eh. Yeah. Uh, Gareth? His voice, not him. No, no, Gareth David Lloyd is the voice actor. Gareth David Lloyd is the, and this is Dragon Age, and the character name is? Solas. Solas. How's it uh, spelled? Not like S-O-L-A-S. Oh, that's a cool... It's a pun. Name. Like solace. Yeah, yeah. So, so subtle. As you get farther in the game, towards the end, he pretty much dumps you. And mm-hmm. you don't know why. But then once you get to... When you beat the villain... Are you guys like partners? Because he starts out like... He's part of your, like your, your par- party. Right. Yeah. Your companions. And he dumps you. You don't know why. He says you need to focus on the mission. And then when you get to the it's end... Like guys that want to focus on their work. <laughs> yep. You get to the end and you find out this orb that the main villain Corypheus has is what lets him pretty much just almost destroy the world is Solus's. Yeah. So the reason the main villain is so strong is Solus's fault. He gave it to him willingly. Because when you really find out later on, is Solus is this thousands year old elven god. Okay. Wow. Who went into a he went into a deep sleep and then when he woke from his slumber, he couldn't he open like, his orb. He looks like a finger. <laughs> and his features are too big for his head. Oh. Except for in like two pictures. It's it's, it's it's interesting because you've shown me like four or five very different versions of what he looks like. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering like what's it's the really most. It's really his personality and his voice, which yeah. to me was like, damn. Sometimes that's what makes it. I understand And that. you find out that it's his fault. Mm-hmm. And he leaves you and then two and then years do you, later. Like, do you as a character, the player, do you like feel like sorry for I him? I was so... D- you don't find out, though, in the beginning why he dumps you. You find all this out two years later, and he shows up in this ridiculous costume that I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I, like, pictured the joke, the little Chester thing from no, the I was done because this is him in the new costume, and that's how he walks in the costume. Is that pelt, like, the underside of a yeah. skinned animal? Yeah. Like, the like, skin side? I think no, that's, that's fluffy. Okay. Must be the fluffy side. It's I'm just sorry. A it looks like he has like a pelted animal, but like skin side out. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be a pelted wolf. Yeah. Let is... me look. Let me look more. It's a wolf. Wolf yeah. skin. Well, because he is the dread wolf. Is yeah. his name? So this gif actually that I'm that I'm looking at. It's like the the pelt kind of it bushels over his shoulder and then comes down through his belt until a little like the shape of a deer tail, but it's the end of his pelt and his belt is holding it tight. And it just looks like a deer, a big deer tail over his crotch area, but for no reason because he's completely um, clothed. Oh, by for me, I like the I, way he's walking though. Like he's walking pretty sexy. Yeah, he walks. He always walks like this. He walks pretty damn sexy. He's, he's always walking very like a um, like a general that's upset with like troops or something. So he comes up and he tells you all the history of. So he's the one who created the fade because oh. he used to. He was part of a bunch, a group of elves who thought that who became so powerful they became immortal and they named themselves gods. Mm-hmm. And 
they became so powerful that they thought that they could enslave the rest, and they pretty much ruled over the rest of the elves as tyrants. And one elf named Mithal wanted them to be more generous and gentle and loving with the other elves, with the ones who weren't immortal, and they killed her. That's no good. When they killed her, he decided that enough was enough, and that's when he realized... The guy, the... Solus decided... Solus? Decided that they needed to be stopped. Well, that's good. So he created the Fade and trapped them in there. Now, he's decided that he wants to open the Fade again and let them out, because he made a mistake. So, he is a sympathetic villain? Yes. And he is designed Uh... for the... For the player to be sympathetic towards him? Or is this just her crush showing? No, it's he's made to be uh, sympathetic and <laughs> right. such. But towards the end... Alice is like, making like... You have to let me finish. But now his goal is to bring down the Fade and let them out. But to open the Fade, he has to destroy our world as we know it. So they set it up And he's like cool with that? Right. He is distraught. He doesn't want to do it, but he realized... Like, the way the character is portrayed. <laughs> he's he just like, want I don't want to do it, but He, he said that he knows it's wrong, but he has to fix the wrong he created and release his people. All right. So all right, well. it's set up to where the next game he will most likely be the main villain, and all everyone who romanced him will now most likely have to kill him. Yeah. Well, that sounds tragic to me, Alice. Yeah. So now it's time to talk mad shit about your boyfriend, <laughs> the finger man. <laughs> finger man. Uh, most of us call him the egg or the racist egg. Oh. Yeah. So now t- I'm sorry, Anna. To be fair, he did look attractive in like two of the pictures you showed me, and he just sounds really sympathetic. But two, Alice, go ahead. Two whole pictures. Um, <laughs> so up. you can only romance him if you play a female elf. But there are like tons. There's four races, and you can play male or female. Okay. So my first playthrough, I played a female elf, but I didn't romance him. I went with someone else. So my second time around, I was like... In gameplay, you can romance him? Oh, yeah. There's like nine romances, right? He's one of the... So in the the actual game, you don't find out that he's bad until after you beat the villain. This is surprising to me because I, again, I don't know anything about games. So the fact that you can, in gameplay, have a, I guess, a storyline like that Mm -hmm. is very surprising to me. You don't know he's a villain until after you beat the game. Because he's he's great and he helps you out. I can see how how an attraction would develop that way. The cool thing, actually, just almost kind of tie it back is from a lot of the older games that the staff at Bioware and that's the developer for Dragon Age you can see if you play their older games when they started writing romances and when they Mm -hmm. started doing like loyalty quests Mm -hmm. and so it's very I I just realized something so Uh when did this game come out the end of 2014 oh really okay that makes sense I was gonna point out that Alice, you said that you can only have a romance storyline with with um, what's his name? Solus. Solus. Oh, you you can actually be... have a. You can only be a female elf. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like they put that in there for like female players. Uh, I mean, never mind people like in the LGBT community. Right. Community, but in general, it's like they added something in there technically for. Females for female gamers, right? There's lots of males you can romance as a female, but there's also uh, two characters, one male, one female, who are gay only that you can romance. So Sarah is a female. Sarah's a female elf, and you can only romance her as a female. Okay. And Dorian is a human male mage. You can only romance him as a male. And this is in 2014? Yeah, Yeah. the end of 2014, so December. Okay. Well, that's cool anyway. I mean... Because I always hear about um, women's roles in 
the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, there's still like backlash and like controversy with that. And yeah. so I guess hearing uh, that they put in storylines like that that are maybe designated for like straight or bisexual females. Mm-hmm. Is really cool. Or, I mean... Yep. Yeah, it's um, coming <laughs> cool. from, like, where I was gaming, um, you know, we would have one romance option for females and, like, three for men. Mm-hmm. So it's gotten a lot more fair, definitely. But there's kind of this joke that we call Dragon Age Dating Simulator. Okay. And, and same with Mass Effect, like... The Garrus Dating Simulator? Uh, the Why Can't I Date Garrus Yet Simulator? Oh and the Garrus Dating Simulator Part 2. You're terrible. Yeah, so a lot of the appeal of the games actually is kind of these romances with these character interactions. Mm-hmm. And they've recognized that their fan base in general, male and female, is really into it. And it's what they do best, really. I can't wait for the next Bioware game, for my next space boyfriend or next fantasy boyfriend or girlfriend who will break my heart. But soulless. So, Solus says some not-cool things if you play, like, a dwarf or a canary, and he basically says, you're not like others of your kind. And I hadn't romanced him, and I had played the game before, so I knew that he was the trickster god, and that totally turned me off. I tried to romance him. Because he was racist? Yeah, I was just like... You said not nice things. And I know. Does he say those things when you're romancing him in game? So no, because you're an elf, but if you (laughs) once you once you once you play the game, you realize he just woke up. I'm sorry, do you have to be a female elf to romance him? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, so so he is racist. Once you wake up, you once you play the game though, you realize that he just woke up from a thousand years sleep. He's only been awake. So he's like old school, so he doesn't know. He's only been awake for a year. He's like when he went to sleep, the only people the main race with the elves he's like kathy bates in uh american horror story season three kind of all right so he doesn't all these races he doesn't know anything about them except what he's seen or heard so he's running a lot of these he's never even interacted with them a lot of them yes He's, okay. only, he's only been awake in this new world for a year. Admittedly, the Canari uh-huh. like, weren't around when he was alive. So he, he's met a few of them, but what he's met are their warriors, which is a lot different than who you are and who he's seen. Mm-hmm. So all he has is these misconceptions in the brutish warriors that he's battled. He doesn't know any actual Canari yet. So some of the stuff he says is pretty prejudiced and racist, but if you think about it from his point of view, he doesn't know any different. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's in character, and that's cool, but I just don't have a thing for Solus. Yeah. All right, before you guys go through any more of your <laughs> true pixelated loves, I want to go through mine really fast because it's, it is going to be really fast, and I actually had to Google all of this today because it's my video gaming experience has literally been original N- Nintendo and then Sega Genesis, and then I play Minecraft Oh, cute. So, can I make a guess if you said it's Final Fantasy? Oh, for sure. Is it Sephiroth? Of course. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know why? My ringtone is Sephiroth's theme song. I, I know that song. It's just violins, electric guitar, and his name on repeat. So, check this out. I just admitted that I've only played Nintendo and Sega Genesis and Minecraft. So, guess what, I, what game I've never played? Final Fantasy VII. Correct. Yeah. You just, from what you've seen of him? Yeah. I mean, the reason why I am listing Sephiroth is because I had, like, a best friend at the time who was into him, and so I kind of fed off of, like, what she would say and the things she would show me. He is hella sexy, and his voice is super smooth. I don't remember his voice. Oh my 
That is, I should have uh, actually, uh, what, YouTubed that today. Do you mind if I pull something up of his voice real quick? Sure. I can find some. Uh, I got a boyfriend around 2006 who was playing like Final Fantasy. I, I guess I would see Sephiroth in gameplay that way. You got your fix. I guess. Um, he, surprisingly, from my memory, I thought he was older than this, but it's in his description, he's around 25 to 30 years old, depending on which game or where you are in the game. He also, I feel like, has a, has like a Jared Leto's Joker type face, but his lips are like soft, supple, pink Japanese animation lips. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds um, about right. But with that face, he's also hella tall and he has hella long silver hair. Impractically long. Like Yeah, it's unnecessary. Just... Um he's a military soldier, alien human hybrid, because when he was a baby he was injected with alien DNA. And because of this he believes he deserves to own the world. His English voice is Lance Bass. Do you so know who what? Lance Bass like, is? From the Backstreet Boys? Yep. So, are you serious? So, I have a demo of his voice. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, play it. Good to see you, Cloud. Is that Lance Bass? No. That's his actual voice. But in Japanese, they don't speak English, do they? (laughs) That must be the. the, That's the. um, (laughs) His theme. His theme song voice is Lance Bass. This is his actual voice. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm. Then I miss. I thought his voice is hella sexy. Okay, stop it. Okay. Can I say something? Yeah. His voice does sound sexy, but whoever is voicing him is like being really super cornball. (laughs) It's cheesy. Oh, it looks like that's actually a edited version of it. Oh. Wait, what does that mean? That's not the actual voice. It's, it's not the actual voice? No. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. Give me a moment. Whoever that was. It was his voice mixed with another voice. I feel like if they weren't trying so hard. It was very over the top. Hi. <laughs> I was rule the world. <laughs> Bow before me, peasants. I've got this popcorn. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, yeah. Sephiroth is said to be uh, one of the best video game villains of all time by many video game magazines and online magazines um, since the game came out, what, in 2000? Or is it 1997 or 2007? 97. Okay, 97. It's, it's old. And. And in 2011, the Guinness Book of World Records um, made him the 32nd best video game character of all time. So just general character-wise, not yeah. even villain. He, like. I mean, he's so iconic. I don't even like Final Fantasy VII. I'm not into Final Fantasy, but I know all about Sephiroth. Because I do I, too. Yeah, I exist on the internet. And it is interesting because he's not like Mario status, right? but he has enough of a status as a villain yeah. to be almost kind of up there with the big video game characters. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, okay. this is a character who still gets cosplayed today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah, I'll totally recognize yeah. it. I yeah. feel like a lot of people would. His voice is still very similar, but it's less like... All right, let's do Hidoken this. Goku voice. Uh, it's still very deep, though. Let's go. It's his theme song, by the way. That's too bad. Sephiroth. That's Cloud, by the way. The last thoughts of Geostigma's dead. I wonder if that's Lance Those Bass. remnants will join the life stream and girdle so. the planet, choking it, corroding it. What I want, Cloud, 
was to sail the darkness of the cosmos with this planet as my vessel. All right. So when you were playing that clip, I was listening to it, just like the listeners are listening to it. And it sounded pretty shitty. But when I looked over at the YouTube clip and watched him saying those things, I was like, ooh. <laughs> it's like, pretty nice. He looks so nice. <laughs> and his lips are so supple. Yeah. He's um, a very pretty villain. He's very pretty. I think he's prettier than me. I'm and not I, saying something. He's prettier when than I, me. But when I picture him in my head, I just I just picture him older. I don't know what age I picture him, not like a grandpa. Is it the gray hair? But when I, I guess it is, and how tall he is, I just think of him as more of a man. But when I Googled him earlier, his face is very delicate. Yeah. Okay, well, aside from that, the only two <laughs> I wrote down is um, Metal Sonic from Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, uh, wow. Sonic the Hedgehog CD. Wow. So he's literally Sonic the Hedgehog, but made out of metal. And what I noticed is there's a couple of different designs that he's gone through. There's a softer, like, rounder design, which I am not attracted to. But his sharper design is super hot. <laughs> his, have, are you guys familiar with Sonic the Hedgehog at all? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I've actually never played Sonic CD. Um, I'm familiar with the Sega Genesis games, again, because yeah, I... That's what uh-huh. I played, so... Um, but um, Metal Sonic was built by Dr. Robotnik and sent back in time to make way for Robotnik's eminent rule. And I also recall Metal Sonic being the, like, the main bad guy in, like, one of the films that they did in the 90s. And he was really hot in that. Yeah. <laughs> did he have the swagger? Mm. Like, what was it about he him? He just, he always looked upset and, like, they, he was metal, which meant he was just, like, he's just, like, hard dude. And... Did you have a crush on Shadow, too? He, look. Shadow. Of course Shadow. Wow. It's, like, literally on my phone. Of course oh it is. So, my... Figured. I actually... I'm more attracted to Shadow than I am about than I am um, to Metal Sonic. So Shadow is literally Sonic, but with black and red coloring and a tuft of white fur on his chest. And he's an asshole. Yeah, um, he has a permanent angry face. He's <laughs> described as ageless, sharp-witted, and always on edge. Um, and he was also created by Doctor Robotnik as the ultimate life form. He's perfect. And he's a hedgehog? He is like, so hot. Why? Like, Google him. No, no, I, oh, I know. He's I a hedgehog. Yeah, he's, li- like, he's a legit. Just, it amuses me that ultimate life form translates to hedgehog. He's called Shadow the Hedgehog, but apparently he was created by Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. He's just not, like, a robot, like, Metal Sonic. Okay. It's and so for those of you wondering, I mean, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog is hot, too, but he's a hero, so he doesn't belong he here. He doesn't count. He can get his own show. <laughs> I am not certain that Shadow is in any of the... He must be. He must be in the newer video games, at least. Yeah, he is. Oh. <laughs> so that's from one of the newer video games. I'm looking at a picture of Shadow right now. How do you guys feel about anthropomorph... Anthropomorphic... Uh, furries and anthros aren't really for me. Yeah, it's, it's not my thing so much. You know, mm-hmm. I am talking about literally a cartoon hedgehog animal and a robot version of the same thing. But I think we're still really terrible because we love aliens. We are oh, all about Saren. Like, oh my God! What that, kind of aliens? Oh, that, what is that from? That's from Mass Effect. Also made by. Oh, he's so. He looks like a like a RoboCop. He's so fucking sexy. Oh, oh my God. gosh! They're basically. Oh, oh my, you guys are freaking oh, out. This is one of the few that we agree on. He's yeah. so fucking sexy. His voice oh, too is so I'm gravelly. At, I'm oh. looking at like a like an Iron Giant slash RoboCop type 
person. So I know. what's really great? Sexy. So he's from a race called the Turians, and the Turians are based off of like birds essentially in their design. So they have like these really talon-like fingers and their mandibles, oh, but they have this dual-toned voice. Ugh. It's their voice. Wow, and their you voice guys, deeper. Dude, yes. okay, you guys are frothing over. I'm looking at his face, and he looks like old wise man eyes. He, this is a Straight up robot alien, by the way. <laughs> he is he, organic. He has old man eyes and like a cat mouth. Okay, so can Little... I? He has mandibles. I'm sorry. What is a mandible? I mandible, forget. like um, how do I describe it? Uh, the pincers. Ew, like a, a bug. No, like like a so bug. I'm gonna play his voice for a second. All right, play his voice. When, oh, when, when Turians so talk, they have their voice. It's overlaid by their voice, but altered because they have dual vocal cords, so two I'm tones so at once. Oh my god! I, Shit. Ugh. Yeah, I need to hear ugh. it. So I, don't, I haven't heard this yet, but I don't I hope this has his voice. Yeah. And this is Mass Effect. Yeah, Here we and go. it's by the same makers. Mass of Effect Dragon is Age. a newer game, correct? Yes. Okay. Is. So this one's not him. They're they're like swooning right now. The council thought you could use some help on this one. I wasn't expecting to find the Geth here. The situation's bad. Not him. Don't worry. I've got it under control. They are swooning. They're like falling on each other's shoulders. Oh my god. So I'm putting the voice to the face I see and he's like a commanding, charming, older... Man. So he basically works for the organization. They're called Spectres. And, and he's not wearing clothes. It's just like kind of a like. It's like it, armor. He's an armor. alien in like a dark. It looks like robotic armor, but it's just yeah. armor. Well, for him, he's actually basically been taken over by this synthetic race known as the Reapers, and he's their puppet. Ooh, um, I yeah, like puppets. Yeah, right. it's pretty great. They, in, they literally have a process. I called, love that picture too. It looks like right? the cover of the movie Body Melt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> So the Reapers indoctrinate their puppets essentially and have That's them some go dark out. shit. I like this. Oh yeah. I mean if you do you love like epic stories, like, yeah. like every fifty thousand years these reapers come and they reap and they destroy galactic civilization. So it's pretty awesome. And he's just okay. the latest of one of their agents. So I have more of his voice real quick. Okay. I applaud you, Shepard. Of course it was all for nothing. Wait, that's the same guy? Yeah, yeah, that's Saren. This guy. Okay. Why are you doing this? Different. This voice is terrible. You've seen the vision from the beacons, Shepard. You of all people should understand what the Reapers are capable of. He's definitely an older man. Yeah. Is that him? Mm-hmm. He sounds like Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> He's fucking sexy. Oh my god. I, oh, oh my gosh. I really, Ugh. you gotta appreciate, we're all very young, beautiful, young girls. And we're oh, just like, oh, he's the- so old. Oh, he's so, he looks like a lizard. He looks like <laughs> he's a slime. <laughs> he has mandibles. Oh. Like, what I love about Saren is he is like the best at what he does. And he works for the Spectres and they can 
do anything. They're above the law to get the job done. I also like that he's older and his name is Saren. Because I feel like that's like a young, like, shithead name. Right, yeah. And he's the best of the best, so when he goes bad, he's the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. Which, oh my god. Like, is he in more than one Mass Effect game, or is there more than one? That one? He's, he's mentioned a lot in the others, though. Yeah. Because he traumatizes your first character. So Aww. your first character is dealing with the backlash of having to kill him, or deal with him, throughout yeah. all three games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he co- he drastically changes who your character is as a person. Yeah, Saren is... Oof. He almost destroys the galaxy. He, yeah, he gets really close to basically bringing then, in these giant... The worst part is at the very end, if you're very careful, you can talk him into realizing he's been brainwashed, and then to try to save the galaxy, he kills himself. Oh, yeah. Saren does? So when he realizes uh, he's been brainwashed, you try to save the galaxy, he shoots himself. Yeah. Does he come back? No. Uh, is that no. a spoiler? I'm sorry. No. Games have but, spoilers. <laughs> so not only is he super sexy, but once he once he bra- he's strong enough to break the brainwashing. How tall is he? Oh, oh my, my god. god. Like seven foot. Like seven foot. <laughs> oh fuck. my oh. god. So but once he breaks the brainwashing, <laughs> he's an iron giant. He, he makes oh. the ultimate sacrifice by killing himself to save the galaxy once he breaks the brainwashing. It's so uh, fucking noble. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So like check out the full body. So that's him before indoctrination. Look at those hips. Oh yeah, they have like these beautiful bird-like hips. So they have I like a super. Base. They have a super narrow waist I've noticed, and pointy hips. Yeah. A oh. lot of these video game guys sans the the trickster Joker guy you sh- or the <laughs> Kefka? Kefka, yeah. He Besides him, everybody has this very kind of built, muscular body. I think it's mostly that game developers are... It's definitely they something budget, they usually like, always go to. Well, and it's a budget, right? Like, you have to make... Yeah. If you make one model and you can recycle it, you can save a lot but, of money. Mm-hmm. It's funny, compared to most turrets, And then there's me, who's freaking attractive to little scrawny well, hedgehogs. <laughs> and we're attracted to a giant bird monster. Yeah, we're not going to judge you. I know, you. but I'm so... It's funny, actually, I'm, like, linking all this together now. I mean, Sephiroth, Sephiroth is pretty tall, but I like short guys in general. Okay. And, like, how short can you get besides a, a hedgehog? So the funny thing with him is compared to most Turians, he's a lot bulkier than most, because most of them have really, see. really small waists. Oh, yeah. If you look at him, his waist is actually pretty thick. That's the guy? Yeah, he's a for, thicker man. He's yeah. For his voice. Turians mm. are usually pretty thin in the waist, and they have very... He's got even got thicker hips than most. They're I like just, that he's thicker. They sort of refined how the Turians looked in later games and mm-hmm. went more towards that almost kind of skeletal. Does having a thicker body actually change your voice? Because now my, my brain's like going wild right now. Uh, thinner men don't usually have voices like that. I don't so know. does I've known a lot of if your body thin men is larger. Voices, yeah. Wait, so. what? What? I, I know a lot of thin men who have like a bass voice. Really? So. Oh yeah. Okay, Thane. I'm trying to think right now, and I. Thane. <laughs> so he, this is a hero. We're not going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, we won't talk about him. He's but... a good guy. Okay. <sighs> All right. How do you guys feel about wrapping up? Yeah, that uh, was yeah. that was the one that we talked about before that we wanted that we both agreed on. So. Yeah, I, um, our one agreement. <laughs> what's sad about this is I don't play. I don't know how to play these video games. I almost want to have Alan can we play these you? video games so I can watch him. Play well, them. we'll teach you. You can watch us. Yeah, I I have a setup in my house. You where guys live far away. You can. Come, I have I have three guests. Here. I have. Hey, you know what? I am out of my job right now because of my back injury. I still have. Yeah. And um, so I can actually make a day trip and we can just like, can. I can watch you play video games all day. So I have uh, four stories and there is three of us and I can sit here and like read for a couple minutes or do you guys want to like read a story out loud? I would love sure. to read a story. Okay. Sounds like fun. Um, I want to thank all of 
the friends that I had that sent some stuff in because I actually like this was originally supposed to be a creep corner story episode like a mini-sode mm-hmm. and that didn't happen <laughs> but my friends all pitched in and oh. and then I uh, I actually met someone via tumblr and requested like to see if she, if she was like interested in kind of pitching in and so I got these really cool stories that I'm hoping people will start sending in regularly. Ooh. So from 10 Bobcats, Tumblr URL 10 Bobcats, she said, that's a shitty way to start a story. Continue. So let's just she try. Like said. Okay. My good friend. Um, <laughs> okay. So um, what she sent in was, I think I was 12 when I first saw Batman Returns, Tim Burton's addition to the franchise. I watched it at home. We usually rented VHS VHS tapes from the local store in our town. Man, those were the days, parentheses. It remains one of my favorite movies. Catwoman blew me away. This is Michelle Pfeiffer. And I don't even like Michelle Pfeiffer that much. I loved the anger and vengeance um, that were Catwoman's motivations. I really dug the good girl gone bad thing that she had going on. And that outfit. (laughs) (laughs) That outfit was something else. And oh my god, it really was. I don't even understand how that was put on her body. I'm sorry, that's me talking right now, not not 10 bug cats. (laughs) Where am I? Uh, shiny black vinyl stitched together like a second skin crisscrossed with wounds. There was something manacle and grotesque about it and powerfully sexy. Did I mention I was 12? Honestly, I think Catwoman made me gay. Not completely gay. I am bisexual. But Catwoman, I think, definitely dragged me up a notch on the Kinsey scale. Or at least it made me realize I liked sexy ladies more than other girls did. Thanks, Catwoman. So I have something to say about that, and I wanted to wait until the podcast to tell you, so I'm telling you on air. I had a coworker who will forever remain nameless, but like one day in the break room, so she's like a lesbian, and I don't know what brought this, how this came up, but she was like, man, my first crush was the penguin from Batman Returns, and I was like, Danny DeVito? And she was like, yeah, those hands, and she like (laughs) made like the half half finger, (laughs) and I was like, yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. But honestly, no, I really, I do see it. I don't. <laughs> I think. Especially when he wears that white skin suit in one of the, in one of the uh, scenes, uh-huh. he wears this white, looks like shitty jumpsuit where the. Oh, gross. I know. Yeah. And it looks like he's, his skin is just bulging when out. When he's wearing his suit, I do find, I, I can see him being attractive because he's one of those sympathetic type villains. When he wears that white one piece big old suit, it's yeah, so Yeah. I'm pretty terrible. sure she wasn't talking about that. Yeah. But that just, whenever I think of him, it's all I see. I only now think- that's. Oh, that like creams, it's cream and skin colored too. It's yep. so nasty. Yep. I actually forgot that was a thing until that's you all, said that. That's all, I, that's all I think about when I see him. Or I think well, about thanks him. for sharing that. You're welcome. You ruined Danny DeVito for if, me. If I'm going to be, everything. if I'm going to be ruined for life, <laughs> you guys get to join me. Right. Oh, wow. So generous. Friendship. Alice, why don't you yeah, read sure. Skeleton Justice Warriors? Ooh. Ooh, great name. I think the voice has a lot to do with the attractiveness of a villain. The proof is in the pudding with this statement, as I know plenty of people with otherwise completely vanilla taste in characters who had crushes on Scar or Hopper from A Bug's Life. <laughs> or Shere Khan. Yeah, totally. Or Shere Khan, completely inhuman characters that were voiced by people with attractive voices. 
I often find myself attracted to characters that range from vague interpretations of people, the editor from Jazz Punk, to not even looking like a person, Gladys, oh, from Portal, ah. based on their voice. Yeah, her voice is... It's pretty sexy. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure there's some villains who literally are just disembodied voices and have no tangible form. Like Fern Gully, the guy from The Gas. Oh. He sings a song and he's His hot. His voice is so sexy. He's literally black goo. It's called Toxic anyway, Love. Wow. Yeah. The song. Wow. Yep. Okay. All right. A uh, uh, skeleton justice warrior could not think of like, that. <laughs> so Gully. thank you guys for providing that uh, example. That was really great. What I find interesting about this is the voice doesn't necessarily need to sound smooth, charming, and or confident, or again, even human. It can sound monotone, like Hal's or Agent Smith's, with very little inflection. Hal, yeah, Hal Or sort from... of camp, like Moriarty in the BBC Sherlock series. Ooh. They can also have wild inflections and no real center or sense of rhythm, like the Joker. Maybe? Oh. I'm not a huge Batman fan. <laughs> but I just want to point out that Anna just fell backwards in a swoon. She did. Like, um, hey, you don't even know which Joker we're talking about there's uh, so many you, talk, you said the animated series oh okay okay got it uh my no, didn't any say. joker though <laughs> we, just, yeah. we, we didn't trust me <laughs> we didn't talk about comic books but my comic books crashes the joker so okay <sighs> she's done. trash there. done to be fair mark hamill voicing the joker oh my god oh, I know. Uh, oh yeah i know mark hamill okay anna anna's gone now anna's on the floor all right I think one of the villains I personally find the most attractive, embarrassingly enough, is Domino Hurley from Grim Fandango. And I who, don't know what that is. Uh, you remember at the Pride Party, the guy walking around with, like, the big skeleton head? Oh! He's from Grim Fandango. Oh, He's oh I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. It's a really good game. I'm gonna have to interject here. It's one of my favorites. It's a game by LucasArts, and it's all about, um, essentially the Day of the Dead. Yeah. And... Uh, I grew up listening to Oingo Boingo, so oh, okay. that's my in yeah. on that. Well, Grim Fandango, um, he's basically a travel agent for like <laughs> getting you to the land of the dead. Oh my god, travel! It's skeleton so travel agents. You super should hot. watch a let's play of it. It's okay. amazing. Okay, it's one of the formative games of my life. Anyways, uh, so yeah, skeleton justice warriors, you know what's up. All right, so he's not only a skeleton, but has a voice and mannerisms that are almost tangibly punchable. He comes across as every coworker you've ever had that has drunk the company Kool-Aid, only to come across as superior to people of lower seniority. He leads the protagonist into verbal traps so he can <laughs> passive-aggressively jab at him without being an overt asshole, and all of his lines are humorous, even at the expense of the main character. That's nice. Even though you're playing as the main, his overconfidence and variety of pet names are charming if you have the capacity to find douchebaggery and villains charming in any way, like myself. His introduction in the game has, in my opinion, a lot of intrigue tied onto it. The first thing the main character does is allude to his drinking problems. Gotta wonder how that ever came up, especially since they're both dead. <laughs> or maybe I just have to wonder about it. Wow. I just waxed poetic about a low-poly skeleton for a paragraph. Feels... Uh, great. <laughs> it's it's awesome that they brought up a video game on our video game podcast. I know. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna give Anna the short one just because I saved the, my favorite one for... Not my favorite one. I'm just really excited about this person because I the last one we're gonna read. I feel I feel like I wrote it myself, so I want to read it. Okay. So I'm giving you the shortest one. I'm sorry. This is from my friend Kaylin, who I'm so happy that he sent this in. My eyes were opened to the hotness that is Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Ooh. With the white witch in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Same uh, here. I think that's yes. when everybody was like, oh, so hot. They like put their glasses down on their nose Her and go. Her waist was so tiny. 
I was familiar with her before, mostly, I think, from being Gabriel in Constantine. Exactly. <sighs> She's so good in that. But in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, her giant white coat looked super comfy, and she could make Turkish delight out of nothing. <laughs> and what more could one want? She, was she is so, so hot, hot in that movie, oh. though. Oh and the fact that they have her eyelashes white but spindly enough where you can see them out and they just make her eyes look even larger. She does so many, like, weird <sighs> photo shoots and stuff. And she always plays, like, strange characters in movies. Yeah. She was just in Amy Schumer's... Uh, oh, my God. I don't remember the name of Amy Schumer's movie. Oh. I'm so embarrassed. But Amy Schumer's movie came out in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tilda Swinton plays her boss. And she's legit just a normal, like, businesswoman. She's just a woman. She wears makeup. She has her hair back. She's wearing, like, a suit and a necklace. Yeah. That's not Tilda Swinton. I, she's, like, wearing a costume. It's, like, Tilda Swinton in costume or something. It's hilarious. That is so strange. Yeah. So, um, Shauna M. sent in, in parentheses, because I asked her to send it in. (laughs) And she obliged me. She wrote, what do you get when you raise your kid on Labyrinth, Beetlejuice, and Little Monsters? Me. The person unceremoniously dubbed monster fucker by literally all of my friends. Like everyone, I had a massive crush on Jareth, the Goblin King, and then perhaps, not like everyone else, Maurice from Little Monsters. Blue skin, sharp teeth, horns, punk, sign me the fuck up. Okay, me and Honor are both freaking out <laughs> okay. because he's so hot. Oh my god, Never he's mind so the hot. fact that he's Howie Mandel, but this is Howie Mandel in an early 90s film, and he's oh gorgeous. Oh my god, he's so hot. And I'm just kind of into like, nodding? No, or? like, I'm into Jareth, right? Like, cause oh, for sure. Because I love David Bowie. My favorite movie of all time is Labyrinth. I, I do. That I is my favorite out all the time. But I have giant pictures of Jareth and Sarah all throughout my house that I bought at like Comic Con and everything. Portraits. I bet they're really nice. I'm obsessed. I, it's my favorite movie. Like anytime she sees anything even remotely labyrinth related, she becomes an inconsolable wreck of squeals. On Harmontown once for Halloween, they all dressed like Jareth from Labyrinth, and then they had all the audience come just as Jareth, and then they all went to a bar. Mm-mm. There's pictures Ugh. on the internet. Okay, um, going back to Shauna M. Uh, Maurice from Little Monsters. I'm going to read it again. Blue skin, sharp teeth, horns, punk, sign me the fuck up. so as i've gotten older and watched more horror films i've gone beyond simply loving villains but i love genuinely monsters i'm not talking humanoid i'm talking xenomorphs and pumpkin head i watched pumpkin head recently and i am actually surprised um look okay in my defense the xenomorphs are like walking oil down latex creatures and it was made by hr geiger so i didn't even have a chance unless just <laughs> it's so true dude so many people we're gonna do an aliens episode just you wait Ooh, I'm excited. Um, and then she put avoid pumpkin head period well <laughs> well pinhead is my favorite Look, when someone is already into kink and then you see it in physical form, it's like, whoa, I can fuck all of my kinks in one go. But that is another highly entertaining story. I have another favorite monster humanoid. Are you guys ready for this? Am I? The Mr. Babadook. Oh my god. Oh! (laughs) The first time I watched the movie, I was talking to my friend long distance, now ex-boyfriend, and when the movie was done, he asks me, so what did you think of Mr. Babadook? And I swear to God, I automatically replied, Mr. Dildo Fingers? Yeah, he was pretty cute. And okay, I'm listening to the first podcast and you asked, is anyone into weird 80s 
body horror prosthetics, me. I am. <laughs> so sweet. Oh, so kind. Oh my god, I'm You're so excited. You're finding your people. I am so excited that I met her. I, I went through her, I met her through Tumblr. I'm just thrilled to pieces because this is the, like the audience that I'm going for with, with this podcast. But yeah, Maury's from Little Monsters. He's technically not a bad guy, so I feel like I can't... Let me look him up, because I actually don't know who you're talking about. Oh my god, look him up. What you're making me think of is the one, like, non-humanoid thing that I have the hugest question is Pyramid Head from the Silent Hill games. Really? Oh my god. Does he have, like, a muscular body? Yeah. Somebody made... He's so fucking crazy. I love it. Is this, like... That's him. Yeah. Ugh. No, you have to watch. Have you seen Little Monsters? No, I haven't. I'm sorry, guys. I, I don't mean to that. disappoint you all, but no, I've never. That's not him. I've never even heard of this. This is so. Okay. What you don't need to do after this is look up Howie Mandel because that's going to just ruin everything. Okay. So don't look him up. So He's, I won't. Do you know who Howie Mandel is? No. Not pretty. Okay, good. So what just, you should do, my, my opinion, is you should just watch Little Monsters. Okay, so the pyramid head has, like, a skirt and, like, a big, like, a chest. And a giant sword. That giant he, sword. So he chases, throughout a lot of the games, he chases you throughout the buildings, and he's dragging this giant sword. Are you into the video game pyramid head or the movie or both? Both. Okay. So he's dragging this giant sword, and a lot of times you don't know you're about to be attacked by him mm-hmm. until you hear the of his sword being dragged Ugh. and then you just have to run because he'll fucking murder you i don't know how you're into him but okay yeah so i guess we're gonna wrap it up thank you guys so much for being here do you have anything to plug because i know you guys do cosplay but do you do like professional stuff oh god i wish do you um, guys do like professional like uh photography things or uh, is it just well, i'm an artist do you have like an online yeah i have thing? a little tumblr Okay. So, I don't know if you want to, like, post the link or how you do that. Um, What's your Tumblr art Tumblr URL? It's Alice, Alice, no, shit. Alice. You're like, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> no, it doesn't exist, guys. No. It's not real. No, uh, Alice Allosaurus art. Allosaurus. Yeah. I'm obsessed with dinosaurs. My degree is in earth science. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like a 12-year-old So boy. Allosaurus, like the actual dinosaur yes. Allosaurus? Okay, yeah. so you don't have to spell that out. People can just, like, Google that. If- okay, and then Anna, how about you? I do, uh, I do modeling and cosplay but i'm actually trying to get more seriously into modeling is it modeling and then cosplay separate or is it modeling uh, cosplay i separate i do model i model my cosplay but i also am getting into like high fashion modeling and normal how modeling tall are as you well. five eight yeah i'm yeah. starting getting into normal modeling and such as well so yeah. oh yeah. i'm looking at pictures she's in a forest wow that doesn't even look like you that's pretty artistic she's so good okay and then how can we is there like anything online that yeah. you want to plug so i have a facebook page it's Anna, O-N-N-A, Gov, G-O-V, Modeling and Cosplay. Cool. And that is for, like, Facebook. if a photographer that yep. does cosplay photography who wants to get a hold of you or, for modeling. Or if you want, like, high fashion or such, I'm willing to branch into almost anything modeling-wise. That's so cool. But you can reach me there, send me a message, and we can work something out. She's so talented. Like, <laughs> ugh. All right. The only thing I have to plug is my creep porter stories. <laughs> Again, we technically they were creep corner stories today, but I did ask for them because mm, people are not sending stuff in, which is totally fine. Um, creep corner stories, it's you can talk about a couple of different villains, one particular villain, and you you can talk about, you know, anyone. Let us know if you want to re- remain anonymous or give us a nickname or your full name. 
or your name name um, and send it to hotbadpod at gmail.com. And you can find the Super Hot Bad Guy podcast online by Googling Hot Bad Pod. And that will link you to our Facebook and our Twitter and our Instagram, which is fail f- floundering right now. But I guess if you want to laugh, you can look at how barren it is. Um, and then also our Tumblr page and Facebook. Uh, Find us on iTunes by searching the Super Hot Bad Guy podcast. Eric and Natasha will be back in August, and we will be talking about Pinhead from Hellraiser, and we are all super pumped. I've been reading the comic books, and I've been watching the movies and doing everything in between. So I'll see you guys next time. Bye! Ooh, that's really bizarre states of me to do, but bye! Yay.